Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We are live again at the Grog here in Bryn Mawr. Uh, we uh, loved it so much, and they loved it so much that they brought us back. So this is- I don't know if they loved well, it, John, but we probably. loved it, so we got back somehow. It's another Bud Light Live uh, session brought to you by, of course, Bud Light and Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. This is John Barcher, James Zeltzer. Uh, we're enjoying it. Uh, we've got a, quite a crew that showed up. I know. This, this is wild. This is very exciting. We got a, we got all our favorite people. With That's us. right. Brian is back. Uh, Matt Grumbrecht, all the way from Lancaster, hanging out. The bold, the beautiful, the host of BSH Radio now. Oh, yeah. Broad Street Hockey Radio, Miss Steph Driver. Angel Martinez, the uh, the loyal uh, follower of BGM yes. Radio since the beginning. Since day one. Is here our Lord. Our men just walked in. So yeah, Sean and Matt from the WIP crew. It's a, it's a loaded Matt day. doing a much better job than Sean, though. <laughs> <laughs> As per usual. And, of course, uh, John and uh, – or that's me, actually. I don't know why I'm yes, talking about that. Yes, that is you. In the third person. James and I are actually wearing, for the first time, yes! our patented BGN Radio T-shirts, which are now available in the BGN Radio store, along with the Wentz Wagon. All the good Wentz t-shirts that yeah, Pennsylvania. Don't all that block the cocks. That's right. Don't, good. Uh, the Eagle t-shirts, which only one person has bought. What the hell? You know, that's yeah. supposed to be well, the main just, goal there. I think it's just funny that, that <laughs> for we've had shirts for a while, and for the first time ever, we actually have our own shirts. Yes. They're soft. So they're comfortable. They're brought to you by True Public. They're insanely comfortable. Yeah. I feel like I've got air and no shirt, which that's right. is good that I have a shirt. <laughs> so People would not Slightly like horrifying. That. Uh, at the same time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're getting uh, we're trying to get pumped up. The, the problem is uh, the Eagles are not doing a very good job of doing it this entire week, really. So uh, more or less, I mean, like I think there's kind of a still a hangover going on from Washington. People are trying to figure out: is it a good team? Is it a bad team? Is it more the three and O team or the O and two team? Now <laughs> that's that's kind of showed up here. But I don't know. The one thing that's been bothering me this entire time of just reflecting on this loss has just been. 
How are you going to lower your expectations? Are you kidding me? <laughs> we have to lower our expectations now after they were brought up by, <laughs> hey, you might have a franchise <laughs> yeah. quarterback that doesn't look like a rookie. You have the top three defense, and all of a sudden you're supposed to lower your expectations? No. How about this? Stop playing like crap. How about, how about coming to the field with a game plan? How about actually being pissed off when you're telling us you're pissed off? Yeah, well, it's funny because my expectations couldn't have been lower about a week before the season. And then, you know, Sammy B, who I'm sure we'll get to coming back, gets traded. <laughs> oh, and all of a oh, sudden, we're bringing that up. Yes, and then all of a sudden Carson Wentz comes out and looks awesome and they win some games and then they smoke the Steelers. Whatever else happens, they smoked the Steelers and that was awesome. So Rest hey, in peace, Ben Roethlisberger, yes, by the way. Yes. And you just turned your mic off, which is pretty sweet. How did he do that? Is that the first malfunction we've had? What did you do there? Oh, well, uh, it's going to be a solo show from now on. We'll grab that one for the time being, and then uh, we'll, we'll take that from there. The hell did that terrible job. <laughs> hey, guys. How's everyone doing over there? Fantastic. Uh, this is a good thing this is not live. Yeah, you know? not uh, not live for, for you. Even though we're not going to edit that out. That, no, that's, that's staying in. Silly. We're that's still ridiculous. All this staying in right now. Yeah, so um, we need to figure this mic thing out, though. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out as you're talking about now, now, what you were talking about. I don't about. have a limp mic. I have a mic that's like sliding side to side here. So this is going well. Is it? Oh, hey. it's totally working. Hey. All right. <laughs> I'm doing an yeah, awful no, we're, job. We're, I would we're, like we're to we're apologize to everyone in this <laughs> bar. I, I got all like rock star and I'm going to grab it. I'm like, it's, yeah. Uh, so, so this is the worst first five minutes of a podcast. Yeah, probably. No, I'm kidding. This is This is gold. People love this. Um, no, but look, I, I think yeah, obviously our expectations got high and then got dashed, and I, I don't, I don't agree. I do think that, I think that we do have to look at it in the sense that Mike hopping here, we have to look at it in the sense that I, I think the biggest takeaway from this year, and I will try not to rock star out again and grab the mic, and <laughs> um, I think the biggest takeaway from this year is that. You know, we have Carson Wentz. And ultimately, when, when this season is over and all is said and done, that's probably the biggest takeaway that we're going to have from this season. Not that they won a Super Bowl or not that they got to a Super Bowl or not that they made a super deep playoff run, which could happen. But the big takeaway is we, we got Carson Wentz. He's real. He can play. And that matters so much moving forward. But I think I was talking with Matt Grumbach before the show, and – Especially that Lions loss. Like, it's really like the yeah. Washington loss, at least, like, you watch them play and you're like, all right, they, they suck. Washington's just better today. Like, the Detroit loss, they won that game. I mean, that game with between the officiating and obviously the fumble and, and just all the factors, I'm still less over that one than the Washington one, which is a strange thing to say. Yeah. Uh, well, because you knew, you knew what, what happened there. Like, in this particular week, you're still trying to figure out, well, how do you, how do you fix it? And you've gone through. A, a, a thousands of different scenarios on Eddie Royal. Can you trade for him? That's your is guy. There, is there, dying. Is there How did Cam Mer- come, real quick just to just to get on that? Like, where does Cam Meredith come from? How do they I get a know. guy like he's better than any receiver on the Eagle, or at least looks like maybe not Matthews, but close? I mean, he's been terrific for them. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like, and how did how does like you know, and, and you're starting to even hear like Paul Turner being brought up again. Oh, you're God. just like guys, it's not. It's just a waste of another roster spot it's the guy that's not ready for the nfl and there's there is literally just the nfl is littered with guys that can just catch a ball and and that's all they really do and somehow the eagles haven't obtained one of those guys yet. <laughs> like it is so it seems like it's so easy to find like a wide receiver three four that can catch a ball and the, the eagles can't do it so you're, you're going through that you're saying uh, even last night as i'm watching that awful monday night football game 
well, would the Jets be? Would, I, I'm so drunk and, and thirsty for a wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, you tweeted this. Would Brandon actually. Marshall be uh, worth a one plus? Probably, probably. Not. I would say probably no. not. But I, I would think still that's do aggressive. it. Aggressive. I would not do that. They got <laughs> nobody, him for a fifth. Would. God, the Bears are bad. I know. Anyway, but you still get and even people bringing up. Well, look at Michael Floyd. Yeah, but and I, and I'm I'm fine with that. But you also he's not a number one. Like he's not. He's not. He can catch a ball. He's he's a player, but yeah. yeah you're well, just we're like, getting into the thing where it's like, oh, it's better than what we have, but it's like I'm better than what we. Uh, right. I'm close. I'll catch. <laughs> I got hands, yo. Mm. I got hands. <laughs> I can't get any separation. Though, yeah, I'll be that's honest. correct. Yeah, yeah. Which is which uh, seems to be. I the could problem. for Michael Kendricks potentially though. Yeah, and to our good friend Julian, oh, who's no. who's oh, no. <laughs> oh man, uh, I know Julian uh, Cantor who who listens to the podcast a lot was just like, look these. They just need more contested catch opportunities, and people are just trying to find anything to. Yeah, they just need to, better to make receivers. It. Like they it's, just need better it people. Is what it is. But that, I think, is what brings it back to well, where is your expectation level? Because well, if they try and make a certain splash, which listen, I'm not saying that they're going to. It's almost impossible. It's to likely get, they won't. Is the way to look at right, it, right? Because yeah. nobody wants to trade a good wide receiver in the middle of a season. Like it just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. Unless you know? they're a free agent. That's why Alshon. You know, theoretically, you never know, but I, I doubt it. I think the bigger issue too is that obviously in losing to Washington and it's that it's the Dallas is five and one and Washington is four and two and one four straight and I, I still don't think Washington's any good and they beat us and they beat us soundly I'm not saying they didn't deserve to win the game but it's just it's it's all the more frustrating with those two teams doing well and and in in competition it's it's it makes it that much harder to deal with this this little lull here well and somebody's gonna fall off there. And I'm pretty sure it's still going to be Washington. I think it's going to be Washington, yeah. Because, Dallas is good. I mean, yeah, it's what it is. Is I hate to say it, but they're good. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is is legit. Interesting. Like, dude because is I thought, good. Because I thought, I thought for some reason <laughs> that you couldn't draft a running back side because it's just a waste. And yet there's only like 11 good running backs in the NFL. He was the most important. Like, him, like, so I, odd that that uh, happened. He was the most important. Like, Dak is not. And, and Dak is really good and very impressive. I'm not taking anything away, but. Ezekiel, the stories are killing Ezekiel, you, uh, And Ezekiel Elliott has played such a large role in how good he's been. Like, Zeke is all that. Like, he is all that, and he has yes, made everyone on that yards better. Rip. <laughs> and even at times, that O-line, like, it is great. The O-line has dominated, and they've been terrific, especially run blocking. But there are even times where, where Zeke has picked the lineup. Like, he's been that good. Yeah, and it's it, – I mean, it, it, not that you would want to do anything different. You just have to recognize, like, okay, and, you know, I, you can call it luck – the same way that we kind of called it like with Wentz, but you know they they have a quarterback of the future there. They do. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dak's legit, man. Like he can play. I, I don't. I, I. I. Wentz is better, but Dak is a legitimate, you know, franchise s quarterback, whatever that means. Yeah, and they're both gonna and they're both continue to get better. So that makes the rivalry rivalry well, every fun. time. Riv- every riv- time it rivalry. just doesn't come out right. Well, I, I say right rivalry. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, know what your problem is. I, uh, I'm stupid. That's easy. Oh, uh, yeah, there is, that's really the answer in most of these situations. <laughs> uh, so that's going to enhance, you know, all that stuff. But it's just in the time being, I don't think anybody knows what to do with the Eagles. They just don't. And uh, it, uh, and I got to say, even if let's forget Carson Wentz even existed for a second, and Sam Bradford had it's a much two bleaker years. picture. I'm just saying, if if Sam Bradford was still here, and you had a coaching change. The narrative coming into the offseason was that, well, you the, the coaching was so bad, but the talent was here, and you needed a different defensive coordinator, and you needed a different this, and you needed a different that. So where is it? Nobody's improved, really. People are all basically the same player, with the exception of 
Brandon Graham, who stepped it up. Brandon again. Graham, yeah, he's been Fletcher Cox terrific. Has not played great no, thus far. No, yeah, we, your corners I mean, haven't improved. Jordan Hicks, your Jordan Hicks has quietly been just as good as he was Correct. before. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. Like when you look at it, position for position, player for player, Lane Johnson improved. But you know, screw that guy. Like you know, it was he, all the meat in the he water. He was terrific. Yeah, like yeah. he really did play well when he played. It's a shame, obviously, but. Um, no, and Alan Barber, obvious. I think that's the most yes. obvious yeah. example of a guy who's taken a gigantic step, inexplicable step forward, like the best lineman on the team step forward. Um, but no, yeah, dude, I mean, everyone else, like man for man, you know, I know you argued that Nelson Aguilar is, and he has improved, but it doesn't mean he's good. But it's, it's semantics. It's like, yeah. yeah, improved to being like, not like, bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, to being like bad instead of like super bad, you know, it's not even like even good. Then. Are you All kidding right. me? I'm you can't say Nelson Aguilar. He's not even again. mediocre. He's not even average. He well, stinks. none of these guys are. None of these guys that's are. It's the problem. I mean, Matthews is probably like slightly above average, and that's it. Uh, and, but even with that, like, you, you know, he's an offensive coach. He's called it really good games this far. I'm not. I'm not trying to like pick apart now the entire season because of the back-to-back losses. But you know, it, it doesn't seem that like he really didn't play. Doug Peterson did not play to his strengths. I well, don't know if it was because was they didn't have the ball for an entire quarter. I don't know. Well, that you know how it kind of figures out, but it is just like it is. I don't know. It's just been a miserable well, kind of week. Trying to figure yeah, that out. It was disappointing because the whole thing we talked about with Big V going into that game was, all right, yeah, this is obviously a clear downgrade, but at the same time, we believe that Peterson will scheme around it, that he will help this kid out, that he won't put him in one-on-one situations all the time against Ryan Kerrigan, and and he didn't do a lot of that. He helped him out as the game went on. He got better at it, and it was a little less obvious how overmatched Big V was. I've still not said his name, not even tried. (laughs) Um, But... You know, regardless of that, he didn't do it enough. He really didn't. He didn't give the kid enough help. He put him in too many one-on-one situations, and he really didn't put – we talked so much over those first three games about how good Pearson had been about putting guys in positions to succeed, and and that was what was missing from that Washington game. Halapuli. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it? Halapuli. I don't know. You stopped me before I even did. Because because I don't care. I'm not even going to try. I was like, no, I think I can do this because we've literally said it Big v. 55 times this entire. Yeah, see? Yeah, you just. Vitae. I'll go just Vitae. Vitae's all right. Vitae. Uh, yeah, I don't want to have that contest again. But, uh, Vitae sick of him. Uh, yeah. no. and, and there's another thing that you just, nobody really knows. So immediately people start thinking, can you trade for Joe Thomas? Can you, tra- can you do these things? Can we fix the, these two massive holes? That you have on your you offense. You could go three, too. Anybody. Yeah, you could go Terrell Pryor there, too. But why? I'm saying, why can't they coach him up enough to at least hang in the NFC East? It went from, like, because we're having a conversation now from this is a playoff team and this is this is a team that could sweep the division. This is go 5-1 in the division. All of a sudden, and then in two weeks, suddenly that's, that's off the table? No, it's not off the table. You have to do a better job. That's yeah, it. No, you have to do a better I, job of what you're you, doing. Thank you, Andy Reid. I you're agree. Welcome. You do need to do a better and job. And you need to do your job. No, Bill yeah, Belichick. look, yes, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> look, yeah, I mean, how many missed tackles were there in that Washington game? I mean, no question that, that they just need to play better and that there is the potential there. But I also think that in, in the NFL right now, the way the NFL is, I don't know really what you can count on from week to week like it seems like you can see like pittsburgh pittsburgh goes out and smokes kc smokes the jets and then gets smoked by the dolphins like yeah. the, the and then smoked by the eagles before that it's it's the nfl is in a really weird spot right now where where and we're going to get into how kind of ugly the product is but i think going hand in hand with that is the fact that there's 
very few things in the NFL right now that you can actually count on on a week-to-week basis. Well, we can talk about that right now because there's – I mean, I the, wanted to. Because yeah, <laughs> the NFL product on its own, like you're starting to see more it's and awful. more. It's not the election. It's not anything no. else. It's the flow of the game and it's bad teams constantly. Yeah. There has not been one game that you've stopped and said, oh, man, that was a – that was a great Sunday night Not game. Not a, a great, single game this even year. Even the late games, even the after early afternoon ones, red zoning, doesn't matter. Like, I'm starting to become disinterested in fantasy because you have to sit there and watch these games. I just sit there and watch and see if Brandon Marshall would catch a couple of more passes than Larry Fitzgerald, and that was painful. Yeah, to it's brutal. And especially, too, when, like, there have been, like, good finishes – but not good games. Like, the whole way through, it's like, oh, that was a fun finish. Like, the Raiders going for two and winning that game. But if you watch that game all the way through, it was awful. It was bad football, and that's the problem. Yeah, and then you add in these officials who have been atrocious. Like, again, you can't blame that Washington loss on officiating whatsoever. The Detroit no. one, I'll, I'll talk about. The Detroit I one, you to, definitely can. Yeah, I, I hate to blame. I, I hate it. I feel like it's such a cop-out. But that was a, a very... Special circumstance, we'll say. But on the whole, just these games being officiated so poorly and it's slowing down the pace and slowing the flow of the game has been a real issue. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a huge issue. And even even last night, you're waiting for the flag to come. Like yes. it's just like yeah, it's just kind of. That's what know. Matt said. It's like every <laughs> touchdown, every play, you're like, what is there a flag? It, it's going to come back, right? And how about hiring an official under the age of sixty? Is that possible? <laughs> is, that, is that doable? Wait. Really? Well, it's oh, an athletic – it's a job. We have to run back and up and down the field and have eyesight and all kinds of things that, you know, come with, you know, being youthful. Like, why is it all a bunch of 60-year-old dudes? Well, funny story, because we were in Pottstown last week. We were, and, and, and this, there is, was, this is quite funny, actually. And, then, and there was – we, we, we were bitched about it the then because it was just after the Detroit game, yes. so we were going very hard into Justifiably. it. Justifiably. Yeah, and it just so happens that – and we, we, did, <laughs> we didn't get it – on the show because uh, it happened. We didn't know till it was over. Right, so the guy came, who ran he, the place. Yeah, he came up to us and was just like, "Hey guys, he did a fantastic job, great show. By the way, I'm an NFL referee." Yep. And I'm like, "Oh." Uh, yep. And we were just we were ages ages and he was out the in his sixties. Yeah. Too, oh, for sure. <laughs> and we're just like, "Oh, hey, fella." And so we just tried to start asking questions, and we actually tried to get him to come on the yeah. He wasn't the, down the, the WIP he, show, he and he was just very like, nice. He was yeah, very cool, sweetheart. But he's he he even was just saying like in. Not so many words that, like, you know, you ask about Pete Morelli's crew. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he did. He was like, eh, I don't know well, what to say about those like, guys. The good thing is when those things happen, uh, you know, they get decommissioned. They get moved <laughs> to the game. So he's like, so basically saying, yeah, they're terrible. Uh, and he went, yeah, they're – I think it's just such a tight-knit group that they, you know, they don't throw anybody well, in the bus. Yeah. And the NFL but allowed that. Again, but the NFL allowed that to happen. All these all these stupid bumps in the road that led us up to here were replacement refs because you didn't want to have to bother with – you know, whatever they ended up winning and having all the leverage because everybody remembers Seattle Green Bay. Fail Mary, of course. Yeah, the fail Mary, and then that leads to uh, even before then, you had a bad CBA that now well, doesn't really protect thing. players it, it, and do all that stuff. But like, it, like, concussions, get, it's in, Tom Brady, well, everything else yes. is just kind of like with the refs. This. It's endemic in the sense that this is a weekend job for these guys. I mean, this like if you're going to get paid two hundred thousand dollars or one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, whatever is it, it is to be an NFL ref. How about having full-time refs who spend their week practicing refing and being on – like, instead of having a guy like Ed Hockley who's got a law firm and spend his whole week – Because they can't. That's what I'm saying. They mi- can't now. I, but that's the problem. Not for another, what, four years. And that's, that's <laughs> can't even a get to flaw it. in the system. These guys are not full-time referees. They're lawyers and whatever else they are, and then they come referee games on weekends. Yeah, but and, and it's a – and I, I guess I – 
because that's an old school way of thinking because the NFL wasn't as popular back in Sure. Yeah, players used to, or, Chuck know. Bednarik used to, like, yeah. finish the season and go work at, like, the cold factory or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So it's time to kind of, like, you know, maybe reopen that scenario. It, it, it is. It, it is. It, and, the, Jesus, I mean, the Monday Night Football crew said it on the air. It's yeah, like, Sean McDonough was like, this is ruining games. <laughs> like, yes. point blank. Like, uh, and literally, quote-unquote, was like, all these penalties are making these games unwatchable. There were four pass interference calls that were just like, oh, my God. And everybody's solution is to, like, well, you just uh, heard a couple of national guys saying, like, you have to uh, just increase the, the amount of penalty yardage on these guys so they won't do it anymore. It's like, nope, that is, that's, no. that, that's going to make things worse. You need to, I do like, agree with, though, everything does need to be reviewed. Everything has to be Every reviewable. single thing. Every single play that happens on – and I know that it, it breaks up the flow and it slows down the game, but, like, it, if there is a pass interference, you should be able to review that and say, oh, yep, look at that. He tackled him. He grabbed his arm, whatever it is. I mean, it's outrageous. I mean, that the Richard Sherman on Julio Jones, that was atrocious. And yeah. That cost them the game. That cost them the game. And that was an outrageous non-call. And just well, and, and the calls that are being made too. Like yeah, last it goes night, both ways. It doesn't matter whether they it, they're just getting it wrong. Whether it's a couple on Michael Floyd last night from a lot of DB. You know, the the, the Revis was getting flagged for pretty much everything. Oh, he's still playing. Uh, no, yeah, some, somehow he still is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it's just that. And then and now there's no listen. There's what the Patriots and Minnesota, Seattle, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I, those are the only I'm three teams I would of, trust. <laughs> because everybody else is. If I had to bet my life down. on a game, it would be one of those three teams, and that's it. So the NFL has come the become the NBA, except with really, really crappy rules. Because there's only like four teams that dominate that you can trust in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, and it's in so a hole. There's somebody that gets lucky and gets hot every year. Well, Same thing kind of happens in hockey for the most part too. But those are those they they have even this is what drives me nuts. The NHL. Who is who's done a, a completely terrible job of marketing their sport? Yeah, Gary Batman is the worst commissioner. Doing those is still more exciting time. to watch. It is a better product than the NFL is. The NBA sure. is a better product than the NFL is. Yeah. The, the baseball league, can we talk is about the major league league baseball playoffs have been have been amazing. You know how many every game has been terrific. It's been so great. And yet, two point seven million people only watch. It Don't again care. Last it's night. been better. It's been so much better than the NFL. Th- no, I'm saying, but people are still. It could be a better. More part. people, people watching, watching that than hockey. Let's not, you know, throw stones here. Yeah, but that's a playoff guys. game. Sorry, Steph. About- <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, Steph, Steph will come Let's up. Let's not do throw that. stones here. I'm not. I'm. I, it's a playoff game, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's a, still a more playoff people game watching regular versus season a Monday night football game, hockey. and they're still choosing the bad product. That's all I'm saying. Right, but that yeah, that's going to happen regardless. Obviously, they're going to choose that over NBA or MLB or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. But what's going to – that's what I mean. Like, what's going to stop that? I, I've seen a couple of people actually be like, yeah, I just can't watch it anymore. I don't know. if Is that bringing down a lot of the stuff of your ego watching too? Because I, I, I'm no, not really – I think, I think, I think, I think what's happening with the NFL is it's becoming like those other sports, especially MLB, where it's becoming more of a localized product, where it's like you care about your team and then you care about your fantasy team, and that's pretty much it. You don't care about the overall scope of everything. You do fantasy is what kind of differentiates it, but like in baseball, people care about their team and they don't care about anything else that's going. That's on in any league. sport, though. But the NFL, you can you can make right, it. But the so NFL used to not be like that. Yet NFL didn't matter. It didn't matter what game it was, who was playing, whatever. I mean, the product is so bad. It's it's hard to watch, man. And I've noticed that. And hat tip to the Eagles' uh, social media. People oh, that too, was awesome. Because uh, awesome. The one thing that you when you start destroying your own sport is when you 
eliminate the highlights that you can yes, tweet out or the don't GIFs let people that you can tweet see out. the cool things that happen in your sport. <laughs> so, or how about don't let them celebrate an emotional? I mean, it, it's like the NFL is doing everything it can to say, all right, like we're we're really like doing well. Let's let's stop this. Let's ruin this. Yes. Like they're doing everything you could think of. It's outra- It's the most emotional game that you could possibly play in terms of, of physical exertion on that. And you're not going to let these guys show any emotion whatsoever. Right. So the so the Eagles decide. Okay, how can we get around this? And they'd have that yeah. paper mache. Here's, like, here's, yeah, here's, here's the, the, the like, literally a, a stick like, figure yes. like thing that kind of goes through that? and I'm shows old an interception. To remember, I'm sure Matt Grumbach is as old as me. Remember that that the, the football figures that would like bounce across the little thing, and you know what I'm talking about. You remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> Nobody knows. There are people listening who know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> There were uh, little figures. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, it was what? like a, it was like a live football game, where it was like these little like paper, like not paper, it was like plastic, plastic figures. That's yeah, way different. Yeah, the buzz. Yeah, the buzz. Thank you. Okay, I'm not. Crazy. I'm trying to. Yeah, paper that would bounce around like. No, I meant the paper. That was my bad. <laughs> I blew that. Uh, no. Yeah, he is. He might be a little uh, toasty because of all the Bud Lights that are flowing yeah, here at the fun. Grog in Bryn Mawr. We're having a great time. I'm perfect. They have listen. They have perfect it's level. it's the power towers. That's what we were missing the last time we were here because they fed us this power tower of Bud Light where they it just give amazing. you cups. I know we posted the picture a couple of times, but it's it's, it's like really never ending here. beer. Yes, uh, they you know, and it's and again the great thing about the Grog is they have daily specials. They do quizzes on. Wednesdays with $5 pitchers, $3 drafts, and $12 for that tower of power that uh, we have uh, consumed. It's a very greatly. powerful tower. Yes, that's say. right. So uh, they got a lot of great stuff. It's, it's you know, in the, the historic it's just nice here. It feels warm. It feels There's like. There's free parking like after you, six. You, know, so you, don't, yeah. so you don't get that that's everywhere. That's true, you know? too. Yeah, trust me. I'm in Philly. Like, it's like, a, it's like a $10 <laughs> to park for an hour. It's insane. No, it's great parking. It's great right on the strip here. It's, it's, it's just an awesome place, and it feels warm. It feels inviting. And great people here as well. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, The staff is is incredible. They, uh, they Unbelievably sure friendly. We do a lot of these things. They are among the nicest staffs that we have ever dealt with. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, and it's just not – I wish it could be as nice as uh, as this <laughs> Eagle seating is, is starting to treat us here in the, in the NFL as a whole. is just – I don't know. I, I do think the NFL product is bringing down my fandom a little bit this yeah. this year. It's, no, it's well, weird. It's, it's, I don't know why. Like, I should just care about – even if I don't like the rest of the NFL games, I should care about the Eagles, and it's still like it's still pulling it away because I think the Eagles games have been just yeah, as sloppy those last, too. yeah, and especially after the first three games where they weren't sloppy for the most part, at least on the Eagles end, they played really well, they executed, they they beat up the teams they were playing, good or bad, they they handled them. There was not a single game where it was like oh they they squeaked by or whatever. They they beat their opponents so. Uh, we talked about it, you know, after those first three weeks, it was just more fun to pay attention to everything because you have your your quarterback, you're winning games, you look way better than expected. It's really exciting, but I think the last two weeks have really muted a lot of that excitement. Well, how do you real- realistically fix it then? I mean, that's I, I, in your mind, if you had to, like, gun to your head, okay, this is, this is what you have to do right now. Well, here's the thing. It comes down to what you're trying to do. Like... If you want to really try and go for it this year, which I don't think is the most feasible option, then you trade a first for Joe Thomas or whatever you do. You know what I mean? Right. Then you go out and do something like that. I think more likely, as I said before, you know, you've, you've found Carson Wentz. You get him valuable experience. Maybe you make a playoff, you know, push, and you get into the playoffs, and he gets that experience. You hope for that. You know, you're not playing for a draft pick, obviously. But I think you focus more on – 
the idea of just just getting better as the season goes on and trying to have some momentum going into next season when you can supplement with with those pieces that you really need to, to let Wentz take it to that next level. I, I see. I think there's a, there has to be a way to do both, right? Like you don't want to just you don't want to Grigson out and freaking just you know do something stupid like. Uh, like trade, trade first, for Trent Richardson. Exactly, for a first-round <laughs> pick. Like, that's ridiculous. You don't just like, I need a running back. I must go get one and overpay one. I I, I do think that you – I mean, Jeffrey is, is, is an obvious choice. It's been an obvious choice forever just to see what are the Bears interested in, what are they doing. I really don't think that, one, they're interested in trading him at all. Yeah. Two, I don't think Jeffrey would be interested in extending a contract right, before he Right, which you're not going to give up anything of realistic value if he's not going to do that. So I don't think that that's, that's kind of an, op- an option there. And I don't really know if you can – I don't really know if you can do anything. That's my point. That's why you it's know? like so, almost like you just kind of play the hand you're dealt, you do the best you can, and you, and you really try and get – Carson as many valuable reps for next season as you can. I think schematically, then, if if you are going to have this complete sieve <laughs> on the right-hand side of your line, then you really need to go back to the quick bubble screens yes, on the outside. Yes, and you need to have running back staying back to, for max. You need to max protect. That's what it comes down to. And the real problem with that is that the only way you can really be any semblance of effective with a max protect is if you have receivers who can get open. And they don't have receivers who can get up. And so, like, you know, <laughs> right. it's, it's, so it's everybody's, a catch twenty two, really. So the 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 point we keep coming back to is okay. If everybody looks at this team and they're going to end up playing man against every single wide receiver, then why the hell is it taking so long for Zach Ertz, for Brent Selig, for those guys to work the middle? To well, why, why are they ignoring the middle of the field? I, it's hard. The past two I games? don't know. And that's something to to, to ask Doug Peterson in theory. But I, I do think that it's hard. Are you to, saying you're not him? Well, <laughs> I'm not admitting if okay, I am. All right, fair enough. Um, I, I think that, that it's hard. The Detroit game, that was disappointing because it was such an obvious mismatch. But it's hard to, to rip them too much for that for the Washington game because they really did need to help out. And, and I don't even think they helped out enough. So it's hard to get guys like Ertz out in pass patterns when you're getting completely bombarded from a pass rushing standpoint. Or just have uh, – yeah, well, that, and that's true. So – <laughs> then I guess sit there and take it and do nothing and hope that, you know, that's yeah, what I'm saying. That's not there's a good a, answer either. I, yeah. I, I don't know if there's uh, – I, I think the real answer is to start Matt Tobin at right tackle. And of I, and, course and, you do. And, and, the <laughs> Iowa guy. Or, Shocker. Or, or, or sh- I'm floored you have right to, now. You can't go, she's going to start again this week, and that's the issue I have. Yep, go to the Iowa guy. Uh, because Well, what? What else are you going to do? You move Who Barber else? out and you put Wisniewski in there. Fantastic. They, they all have, they, suck. All these <laughs> options suck. But it, but at least, like, Tobin will give you f- three was, plays where Wisniewski, he's not getting killed. Wisniewski, I mean, like, I don't think he's good, but he's started, like, 70 games in the NFL. He's not, like, he's better than Tobin, no offense. I know you take that very personally. I don't know. I, that's a, it's, a, it's a coin toss, honestly. It's, it's the just the like, nah. Do you want to take Barber out of a spot where he's been so factored? No, that's what I'm saying. So I agree. That's why no, you have I'm, to stick yeah. Tobin in there. Not because of an Iowa guy. Listen, Tobin's not that great, all right? Uh, wow. Julian Vanderveld's not that great either. And Mark I love it down. What time is that? Julian Vanderveld is, is – or Dennis Green is now the uh, – or Daryl Green, excuse me, is now the new Batman Vanderveld because the, uh, he got cut again today, by the way. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's down. So that? he's got another uh, – another I thought he played cornerback for Washington back in the <laughs> 90s, early 90s, late 80s. But yeah, he's got uh, yeah. another six days off where he arrives uh, back in Novacare. So, like, I, I, I'm not – I don't know why – like you wouldn't give him a shot, and just like literally, there's there's got to be something there to do with this. And I'll ask you another thing because our own Dave Weintraub at ninety four WIP 
brought it up even before the game, and I thought he was crazy. Why is Salamalu not out there? Why is it taking so long for why is Big yeah. V developing and ready for game time? Well, he wasn't. I, well, I, I know. I'm saying in, within their more, eyes. I think that was more positional. Like Salamalu can't play tackle even if he wanted to. Right. So I, I think that's more situational, but. Either way, look, I, you know, I think it's fair to question why these guys have not developed more already. But, you know, I mean, look, Samala was supposed to be the one who was more ready of the two, exactly. right? So, but it, I think it's positional. They don't need a guard. But that's another know, reason to saying, maybe swing Barber out. And, right, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know because he hasn't played at all. He's been inactive most yeah, of the time. So what am I supposed to do? Say <laughs> jump over Wisniewski who's active every week? They're not going to do that. Yeah, well, but I'm still saying, like, if, you know, that's a, that's a significant pick in, in this year's draft and he's yeah still hasn't sure. seen the field so it's i think it's i think at some point you're just gonna have to stick him in just to see what you have there too right like it's just like all right well i know you've been yes, injured i know you I might not have a grasp on anything yeah I think but that, we have no other options i think right that now. will eventually happen but they don't right now they don't have to do that yet as you said you know whether it's what they're, they're doing. but they're one step away so you put in so, matt tobin and there he gets and killed and then Wisniewski. you make that no it's, there's it's a, they have two steps Two steps. You're going to put Wisniewski at guard before your third-round pick and still get killed on the right tackle? Of course. I mean, it is what it is. Samalo's clearly not ready. At least Wisniewski has played in the NFL before. He's not good, but he's probably better than Samalo right now. Not that that says a ton about Samalo. We're talking about the guard position. I'm sorry. I agree. I know. This is is far too much time to spend on such a meaningless position. No, no, I just mean uh, that, uh, that, and I'm just saying, like, there should be – you should be able to pick up I agree. You, yes. You should be able to pick up Brian and put him at guard and be okay. Brian you know? can play guard. That's right. That's yeah. right. He's quick, man. Yeah. yeah he gets no. out there. Gets and to that second fearsome. level. He's shockingly strong <laughs> for his size. I'm just saying, like, there there seems to be – I mean, there's a ton of overthinking to begin with already on this. Like, we're, we're, we're talking about – Fifth string. We came in and right? said we were going to talk about the Eagles for like five minutes, and then like going to some NFL stuff, and we're talking thirty minutes. Yeah, about the because Eagles, so because it's frustrating because you just keep like, man, um, they you know it, it just goes back to how important Lane Johnson really is to this football team, and uh, we were laughing about it semi and you know like semi serious, yeah, semi joking. It's a bummer. But I hate that guy. It's true. I hate him so much. Wow. Like such a deep passion. I didn't think that someone I could hate my uh, someone out on a team I root for more than Michael Kendricks and I do. I hate Lane Johnson more than I hate Michael Kendricks. No, I, I'm still not there yet. Oh, <laughs> I'm man. still way not there yet. Oh, I'll take a guy that can be suspended and not play for 10 oh, games man. over a guy that can't let's play get, and is not supposed to be some, suspended. Uh, let's get some people on here and, yeah. and chat with some uh, Let's start with uh, our good friend Matt Gumbrecht who drove all the way from Lancaster. Yes, and and got here at the exact same, like 5.30. Just yeah, he was waiting for us. Like, like creepy style well, a little bit, you know. <laughs> wait well, there like, hey, guys. He, to, to, to be perfectly honest, he – wasn't wearing pants, so he made us feel comfortable yes. instantly. In the middle of right. the street so like, hey, in Ridmar, Hey, fellas, what's surprised going on? Surprised people were not more thrown off by it. It seemed to be kind of okay. <laughs> but he comes prepared. He's got the chaw uh, ready to rock and roll. He's been uh, uh, also one of the guys that has been with us very early and since day one just hanging out. He's at the draft party with everybody else. He was trying to force us to drink tequila, and it was uh, – I drank it. I don't know what that for. I, don't I know couldn't. Know. I couldn't handle that. There was no. It was. It was. It was, was, it was hey, you want to drink tequila? Yep. Let's do it. Um, which one is he at, man? Oh, I got you muted. There, there you go, go, buddy. I just need to. Here we go. Man, James is really no, bad. No, well, at this. it's not my fault. Look, it keeps twisting. <laughs> All right, we're good now. Do your thing. We're good. 
I hate you. Lane Johnson, you, and Michael Kendricks really high on my head. I feel like James is up for anything, so we could probably get him to do Shaquille. Yeah, no, you definitely you definitely could. All right. John's the one who talks about taking pants off all the time. That's true. I get laid with him. I got the one that wants to list to the. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I'm comfortable with all kinds. But are you saying that you list to the side? Is that no? I'm just saying I'm not unfamiliar with it. <laughs> so how do you, left tilt. Yeah. I don't, sorry. How do you? Uh, how do you? Do you have an answer to this? Because I, I, how do you fix this team right now? Or are you just like? I think you just give it time. I mean, you know, really, like, you know, every team goes through these ebbs and flows all year long. You know what I mean? No, no team is going to be the same, you know, after week three as they are at the end of the season. You know, like. Except for Belichick, right? Well, yeah, except <laughs> Belichick is perfect every God, time. Both 300 games God. Uh, every week. But, you know, every team is going to go through the growing pains, especially when you're, like, riddled with rookies like we are. You know, especially a you know, rookie youth. quarterback. Yeah, point. you know. No, there's, no, no. This is, team is not young. This but team is, is old. There is still youth. Well, no. At key no. positions, they're young. You know? at, uh, I mean, at quarterback, they're young. Right tackle, at, quarterback. And he, 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 had mean, a growing pain. he had growing pains. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Hicks is Jordan, young. Yes. Guess who's not young? Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. McLeod. Uh, Jalen Mills, that's a rookie at your, one of your two cornerback spots. Yeah, right tackle, he's been, he's quarterback. Been doing, he's been doing great. Let me yeah. just say that. Yeah. <laughs> he's been doing a fantastic job. All right, there's a lot to be desired there. Really from, glad that Eric Rose I miss you, Eric Rose. Yeah. There's a lot to be desired from Big V or Halapulavati. Look, hey, I ever hear it, right? <laughs> uh, Chris and you know. Dave, Kevin and Dave. What is his brother's name? It's the oh, most outrageous uh, William, thing. William and Kevin. It's, Kevin. It's, the yeah. most, it's the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. William, Kevin, yeah. Halapulabate. Yeah. 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 It's like, all right. Yeah. No, great. I think, I think, <laughs> I think Rugnet Odor actually has a brother named Rugnet Odor. Like, they gave him the same name. Like, that's how ridiculous. You couldn't have an uncle named, like, Roger named or Rick or something yeah. like that. That's great. But no, I mean, like, you know, they're going to grow at those spots. I mean, like, what you saw from Big V. Sunday was pretty tough, and he's going against a solid pass rusher in Kerrigan. But like, yeah, Kerrigan's good. You know, you got to expect that they are going to be able to coach him up, and you can't say that they're not yes. because like it's one game, and they, you know, he's he's probably improved since you know the preseason and since training camp, and you know they're going to get him some help. You got to trust Doug Peterson to get him some help there, and hope that you know in a couple weeks when you play Dallas or maybe a couple of other weeks, like, you know, down the stretch there that he's going to improve and he's going to play better. And that's a key position. And as far as like Sam is concerned, I don't know what the deal is. There. Yeah. I mean, it's that's disappointing actually yeah. when we, with the Sam Amal thing, because it did seem early on where everyone's like, Ooh, he might start a guard or, Ooh, <laughs> well, you know, he's an instant starter Remember over, like, over oh, Alan Barber. And it's like, Oh wait, that's our best lineman now. You know, it's, like, it's crazy. <laughs> to think about that progression there, but yeah, it does seem like Samalu. They thought he was further along maybe than he was or, or yeah, probably whatever. Because when he was picked, I was just like, all right, cool. I guess you want to go that direction. That's okay. Uh, I, I mean, like desirable, too. Like the Ravens were going to come up and get him. It seemed. Ozzie. Well. Yeah, because, uh -uh. because if Ozzie yeah. wants him, then you have to have yeah, him. You know, so that's just kind so of the rule. He's there, a right? Hall of Famer already. <laughs> Matt Daring's boy. Ozzie right. did it again. <laughs> uh, and it's the same thing. Well, you know, and I don't know because that's that was – I think those things become uh, a, a little a little more important, I guess. When you, well, not really. You nailed Carson Wentz, so everything doesn't matter. We yeah, said that. that we said that at the time. We were like, if Carson Wentz hits, who else cares? Like that's it. So if they're not, um, I, I don't know. I guess if they're Smallwood not, if they're not, Mills a, not too. I mean, like Mills yeah, doesn't still look there. great, but like yeah. you know, he's a rookie. And yeah. Smallwood, you know, I think Smallwood awful. has shown me even more, more than, than I expected. Thing, yeah, than Mills has as a starter. I agree with that too. Uh, I agree so with that's something that you're just. You're gonna have to wait and see, and you know it's again, it's it's really hard to play corner as an NFL rookie. I get that, I understand that, 
So there's still, I'm not saying like that everything's going to hell here, but at the same time, do you, are you lowering your expectations an hour and saying, okay, if they don't make the playoffs, that's okay. I'm not, I'm not there yet. No, like the defense I, I, should be carrying them. You know, I was saying before too, like if you look at the three games that they played, you know, before Detroit, like, that that was they all but played perfect football. I mean, you had a couple touchdown passes that were dropped, and but that's still Carson Wentz at a high level. And then you had uh, you know a couple big plays that were given up in the Browns game and the Bears to Alshon Jeffrey. But like you know, aside from that, that's their ceiling, right? The Pittsburgh games are ceiling. And I said to you, James, beforehand that if you that Pittsburgh that team that played Pittsburgh shows up, they can beat anybody mm-hmm. in this league. And then you look at the last two games, and maybe that's their floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. 27 penalties for 225 yards. That's pretty bad. And it is fair to say that, like, even though that Washington game, there was no question watching it that they deserved to lose and they were the worst team of the two, they they have not lost a game bad. It's not like they've been blown out. They were in the games for whatever that's worth. Yeah, maybe not by the the score, but you knew – the Washington just, one, but yeah, even, no. Even but just still, saying, four like, out of five, to man. say you, you, you handily won three, you could have, should have, whatever, won another, and, and you lost to a division rival in their home, it's not bad when you consider what the original expectations were for sure. Yeah, I think the back-to-back changes a lot of people's perspectives. Yeah. I, think, I think if you win in Detroit, I already, totally already, called, different thing. I already called Washington as the loss and in, yep. in all there, so – Probably I wouldn't feel as bad if they didn't lose right. that Detroit. But at the same time, now you're going to face Minnesota. And I know that it, with the ebbs and flows of the NFL, there's a, there's a lot of people, including our own Ike Reese, jumping on and saying, guaranteeing they beat Minnesota as wow. Sam Bradford comes back here off of a bye week, off of like one of the most, the best, no, no, the best uh, defense in the NFL, yeah. which you're just, you just know that they're going to eat up every single wide receiver. Oh my God. They have the best Big pass rushing league. Oh, my God. So, like, if that's why I mean. I keep going through this, and I'm like, your, your judgment call against the best defense in the NFL is to let this kid get out there and get his ass kicked again for the second week in a row, and who knows what's going to happen to Carson Wentz after that. You've already made a questionable thing of, like, you know, he already broke his ribs once. Like, don't. Don't break it twice. So I don't know. What is your feeling going into this week then? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, again, you know, and I, by the way, I have a gut feeling kind of too that they're going to be Minnesota. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. just, like, it would be so <laughs> right? typical Philly like to just it's true. beat Pittsburgh and then beat Minnesota and then you drop these two trash games against Detroit yeah, and no, Washington. It would. But like, or it could be. Are they I, bad think, they're ro- go- I think they're going to get they a bad road team? smoked. They bet I think they're going to get smoked. They dominated Chicago. Smoked. You think Minnesota's going to just destroy them? Yeah, I do. I think the game's over by the third quarter. Yeah, I think it's like another. I think it's one of those. Maybe not by the score, but yeah, I think it's one of those. Like they'll lose like twenty-eight to ten or something, and it won't look like it'll be closer the way out. But it's like going to be. This game was over from jump. That's yeah. your that's your Sammy Sleeves love coming through. I think. I, no, I can't stand yeah, no, the guy. That's his yeah. guy. I, that's my Viking, Mike Zimmer. You can go. I love Mike Zimmer like he loves Sam Bradford. Yeah. I think that guy is is really good at what he does. By the way, the Brand, Bradford stand song's coming this week, so that'll yeah. be very okay. I hope so. But uh, I'm waiting. Just the, the final thing on that is just it's not really. I I don't think Sam's going to do anything in this game. Honestly, I think it's just going to. be. I think he's going to do well. Three, I think he's going to start him in a Fanduel line. How about that? <laughs> Are you gonna, yeah. Nice. I, I just don't Is know. Is that like, wrong? Should I not do that? Because the Eagles. <laughs> no, we talked about that. You got yeah, yeah, to pay for money. You got to pay for money. It's cash. Definitely for money. Just business. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, okay, let's say now they lose three and zero and three and three. Like, where's your head then? Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta pick yourself up off the mat there because you got Dallas the next week. So I mean, that can change everything. And you right. know how like the. Uh, 
legends are born and die <laughs> with Dallas yeah, and yeah, Philadelphia. Exactly. You know what I mean? So like, you know, you get, I mean, listen, if you, if you lose to Minnesota, which James is not going to happen, but you know what I mean? If you lose nah. to Minnesota, uh, you know, you're still three and three in a, well, what used to be a bad division, but Dallas is, is playing pretty well, but it's still, you know, there's something there. It's you have five division games scene, left. Like, if nothing else, you, know, you, you yeah. hold your destiny in your hand in yeah, a sense, you gotta no just matter what, improving. if you go five, if you sweep the division, you're probably going to have a very good chance to win the division. I mean, like, yeah. what can you do? Like, like you guys said before, and we talked about before, is like, it's all about Carson Wentz this year. Yep. And you got to hope that Big V gets better. And you got to hope that maybe Sam Wallen gets in there and gets some shots. And you got to hope that Smallwood gets some touches and they improve because what's great is that you got these draft picks now. You got re, you've recovered. You got Carson Wentz for essentially what was a song. So going forward, this is all about the next years. And that's what I mean. Like maybe not like a young team, but you got a team that's under contract and under control for quite a while. You know, with Cox under contract, Curry under contract, Graham. All those guys, you know what I mean? Like, it's about going yeah. forward and taking steps. And what you want to see is you want to see them improve. You want to see them get better. You want to see them, you know, what they're doing now. They're staying in games. They're fighting. You want to see them clean up penalties, clean up the mistakes, the fumbles, and stuff like that, and go forward. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I might have a, I might have a different take on that this I'm week. We we'll have to get to it. See I'm that for future. Matt, thanks for hanging hey, out, buddy. We're guys. gonna, awesome. gonna uh, the uh, bold and the beautiful Steph yes. D. Are you ready to uh, make your? I think it's her first appearance yes, on Yes, we're about to make the the the, uh, the crossover the attractiveness quotient of this podcast go way up. Is that because no, that's only because you're sitting here, right? Wow. <laughs> I heard we were taking our pants off, wow. guys. Yes. That's what I that's yes. all I heard. That's are we, are we, girl are we right doing there. that? We're, <laughs> we're taking off our pants? Uh we can, I guess, if we want to. It is uh, I already did, guys. Steph Driver <laughs> from uh, BSH hockey, Broad Street Hockey. Radio, uh, which is a part of the Liberty Broadcast app, not this moment Soon. because uh, it was a Hashtag quick change, soon. but it'll be uh, hopefully by next week. But uh, everything's on there. You got the Felsky files. You got uh, all the Sixers people doing this stuff, and uh, whenever Kyle Scott decides he wants Carl, to record a someday podcast, someday you'll get a once there. a month, <laughs> you know, once, once, once every three months, it's on there. Uh, Steph, what's happening in in, uh, in your world? I know the Flyers got the Blackhawks tonight. I can't believe you're here. They do. I've got to leave in like Yeah, she's setting an alarm. <laughs> set an alarm. I've got to be out of beep, here beep. right at 8 o'clock. Yeah, I don't blame you. We've uh, got three points out of four in the first two games. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? It's, it's very exciting. It's exciting. Uh, the Except for, uh, yeah, I mean, like, speaking of bad refs. It's about to get pucks sh- and sticks up in here, guys. <laughs> they should have had, uh, had four points uh, going into Arizona freaking – Shane Doan's old body scoring goals against it, but that's another subject. That's why you got to, you know, we can talk about hockey and yeah, I love uh, being between two hockey nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like the, I'm like the hockey sandwich right here. <laughs> uh, but um, I don't know. How are you feeling about this this Eagles team? I know you, oh, you were terrible. Saying, you were saying you were, you were selling off your fantasy team based on the Eagles alone. Well, I, I just think it it's up. bad juju. Like I yeah, picked I up Carson that. Wentz, I picked up Wendell Smallwood, and my team has gone straight down the drain in the past three weeks. <laughs> So I'm just going to get rid of them all. The Eagles are going to start winning again. My team is like going to start that. winning again, and everything will be fine. And we'll yeah. forgive you for ruining it in the first place and, by and picking we'll, them up. We'll just forget about these past <laughs> yes. two weeks. Like, yes. my bad, guys. I'm going to try again. <laughs> so, uh, so what you're saying is the Eagles need to get rid of Carson Wentz, and then they'll win. No, wow. just, just well, me. I get it. Okay, I get wow. it. Now, so Chase I don't know Daniel. how that happened. What just happened here? <laughs> I don't know. Just me. <laughs> uh, Chase Daniels. Re- re- you might not know that. Real quick, Chase Daniel or Ryan Fitzpatrick, who are you taking? Daniel. Okay. I told you. I did. Will you concede my Brian Hoyer now? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Brian Hoyer. Okay. Real, f- uh, on the record, <laughs> Barchard and BLG gave me so much crap for saying I would take Brian Hoyer. Runs. Like, 
hours of crap over Ryan Fitzpatrick. Brian Listen, Hoyer's better. Hoyer's going to show up again. Yeah, as he's the not good. He's just good enough for than five Fitz. games and then loses his stuff. Yeah. So uh, that bet will. It's that uh, Ohio State degree compared to Harvard. <laughs> it's the big difference there. It's probably it's probably right. Elite education. Yes. Uh, yes, right. But um, I don't know how you feeling about Vikings, even though you feel miserable about this. I know we're kind of asking everybody here, but. Well, I actually agree with what Matt just said. Like it would it would be so Philly for them to win it this week. <laughs> I just I, I think that that's that's what, how it's going to go. Wow, they're, they're the Vikings are the we've Patriots. Had, we've right? had two people on, and we've already had two wins over the Vikings prediction. They're they're going to beat Sammy. I think. I love this. What's happening here is we're eating from the spoon of well, they beat they beat the Patriots when no one expected them to last year, and I think they're putting that in the Vikings spot. <laughs> two right? pick returns and a punt return will be good to go. Yeah, like they're lit. I mean. It, oh, wait, that's what the Vikings are going to do. My oh, bad. Sorry. Oh, wait. Whoops. Whoops. Oh, is that Cordell Patterson uh, once again flying by Jalen Mills? That's Everson interesting. Everson Griffin might actually, yeah. like, just grab the ball, <laughs> cars around his hands, just be like, it isn't mine. And, and who's, the, who's the Vikings wide receiver that nobody knows about? Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, that's right. He sounds like, um, what's this, the Scientology, the Thetans, the Scientology thing, right? That's yeah. what I thought of. No. I have Wait, no way idea. too deep there. Thetans. I have no idea. I'm not I have no deep. idea. What it's like a, I'm not a Scientologist <laughs> no, or anything. I'm saying that's Are like you a sure? thing. Are wrong right. audience. Right. Hold up here. Let's not get carried away here. Told my, I don't believe in aliens. I've told my Scientologist story to you. Maybe I do, but not that type of alien. <laughs> all right? We're getting way off the rails here. How uh, can you not believe in aliens? I do, but yeah, not seriously. the Scientology aliens. All right, fair. Like, you know, Roswell aliens. I totally believe in as long as we're clear here. Totally yeah. believe in that. I really do. Good. But the whole Scientology aliens and the Thetans and that. No. No, I they're. That's, that's, agreed. Yes. Okay. Wow. So we're on the same page here. Yeah. Uh, so I, we went from Vikings to Scientology. <laughs> we went from a wide receiver to Scientology in, well, in two beats, which is very what impressive. Do you expect, you know? uh, this is what I bring to the show. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. Oh, yes, anytime. That's why you got to show up every time here. But. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll deviate. We'll, we will talk a little bit of hockey. Tell us what's going on in the first couple of Flyers starts here. I know that uh, we're all pumped up with the Provorov and Travis doing awesome things there. But they how both you got, yeah, they both got their first pro points in their first game. It, it's really exciting. Um, I don't want to judge the team until everybody's back from suspensions, which is going to take another week or so. Yeah, and uh, well, and you got to wait on what the health of uh, i mean like not that he's the most important guy but Lawton's still injured you've got Scott Lawton if he uh, makes if he makes the NHL team it'll yeah, be a miracle who, who he's, he's going to be in Scott Lehigh Lawton. Valley i i'm did you hear me talk hockey there, guys? That was pretty good, right? Was, you did like, really well. Seamless. I felt, seamless. I felt really good about it. I'm, I'm, I'm done yeah. with Scott Lawton, and it's too early for me to really be saying that, but I'm, I'm over it. I'm over the Scott Lawton experiment. Uh, well, here's – I mean, like, I, you know, you have you have Ghost, you have Provorov there. Uh, Andrew McDonald is – well, I shouldn't say that. He fell on his ass the other night let a let a breakaway goal go by. He's but so bad. Uh, how, how, is, how do you think those two guys have just improved their defense – Overall, because you, I mean, you see a ghost and who? A ghost and Provorov. Oh. Uh, because they've, uh, they, as far as just like, you know, puck carriers coming in and being able to attack in the offensive zone, having to, you know. I'm waiting with bated breath. Wow, Jesus. James just got really intense. It freaked me out, too. <laughs> yeah, but like, ghost ghost took a skate to the face yeah, which this is, weekend. And then which is hurting his be- beautiful face. Yeah. Didn't, Terry Sawchuck style, but that was the neck. So. Yeah, didn't yeah. miss a shift, was right back out there. Um, He's he's going to be exactly what we saw last year. I think people are are anticipating the sophomore slump. It's not going to happen. Ooh, yeah, I don't okay. see it either. It's just it's he's, not going to happen. He's, he's too good. He's too fast. Like and once Provorov gets his legs down in there, it's gonna. I think it'll be very interesting to finally get these 
uh, older guys out of there. Th- and exactly. <laughs> the and he, he's yeah. not going to be the flashy defenseman that people are expecting that we saw from Ghost. He's not going to be that guy. He's not going to be the 40-plus points a, a season guy, but he's going to be the defenseman that we need. Yeah, he's – I mean, like um – He's not pronger, but he's he's the the guy that's going to be that mm-hmm. solid base that can control that right. uh, the neutral zone that can do all that he, other stuff. He is a, a two way defenseman, right. which you usually say with, with forwards, but he will have points. It just won't be the flashy style of ghost. Well, anything's better than uh, you know Mark taking slap shots from the point and literally going anything, anywhere. Anything. So yeah, exactly. Well, Steph, uh, you know when uh, when are you guys recording us? By Tomorrow. the way. Tomorrow. Okay, so. Uh, we're going to ta- watch watch the game tonight, and we will let you know what we think tomorrow. Beautiful. By the time you hear this, then it'll probably be up and ready to rock and roll. Steph Driver, give her a follow on the Twitter. It's StephAliciousD. And uh, uh, be, uh, by the way, the Broad Street Radio account is following nobody. What's up with that? Um, I'm really being, bad at Twitter other than building my own brand. <laughs> it's like Jay, so. Doesn't Jay Billis do that? I feel like I he has, so. doesn't he have like 2 million followers, and he doesn't follow anyone. It's like, yeah. dude, you're... You're a D. Like, come <laughs> yeah. on, man. I use TweetDeck and yeah. have not switched over to follow people from the BSH radio account. Okay. My bad. Okay. All right. <laughs> you got a solid answer there. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, there we go. That's a, I'm that's bad why. at social media. The person who's running a podcast is bad at technology. better than like some that's egomaniac good. who wants to have like a bunch of followers and not follow anybody. Like no. Jay Billis. Yeah, seriously. I, I'm just bad at Twitter. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steph, we appreciate it, of Thank course, you for having me. Of course, yeah. at uh, BSH Radio, too, right? It was our yeah. pleasure. Under, there's an underscore, underscore somewhere in there. Just like in we there. are. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we followed our you. Underscore. If you forget okay. the underscore with us, though, it's not going to be what you expect. No, it's uh, what is it? Black Girl Nerds, right? No, radio? Christian is Radio. Oh, there's a Christian Radio. It's there's like another one. That, super there's another hardcore. BGN Radio that's... Uh, that's like female crazy. nerds like, yeah, that BG, talk about like radio. The straight BGN Radio... Christian. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Although when you search it in iTunes for, from now on, it's just us, which is great. <laughs> that's so, good. Yeah, yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Steph, we appreciate yeah. it. Thank yeah. you so much for hanging out. Guys. Um, well, let's get Angel up yeah, here real quick, too, because here, uh, he's got to talk birds with us. It's his uh, first time making it yes! out, and he's been long for a long time. And, yes. Uh, he also is, I think, the most the hardest working man I've ever met. Yes, this. he is working. No joke, ninety five hours a week. A hundred and fifteen million is, I think, really what it is. Oh. No, it is literally like ninety plus hours a week, <laughs> which is insane. Because I have worked seventy and eighty hour weeks before, and like that, when you're doing it, it's like literally like you don't understand how you are living and surviving. Like to bump that up. It's crazy. crazy. It's yeah, like I can't even got, I can't comprehend it. I don't Sean's already you, looking miserable. Yeah, I don't understand how you like, like live man. through that and, yeah. and still be such a positive, nice guy. It's crazy. <laughs> I would want to kill everybody. Angel, what's happening, man? How are you feeling? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for, for having me on. And I miss you, of course, obviously, where you guys were before, but I'm happy to see you guys over at WIP, which is an awesome thing. Uh, but yeah, it, it's hard. 95 hours, 90 hours a week. You get three, four hours of sleep, and it's just. It's, oh, it's, man. It's almost like just. Stop, start, repeat all over again. Oh, it's, like, it's a lot. It's like on automatic almost. You're just kind of like going through and just gutting it out. Yeah, because I've had those weeks before, like not every week, and I just sometimes you're just like, I'm not even going to go home. I'm just going to sleep in the car. I'll wake up. I'll do my thing. I'll, I'll go and brush my teeth. We had a caller to our WIP like, show recently. Yeah, said yeah, the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it, that's what it gives you. A lot of times I've slept in the office, and, and most of the times I'll 
just sleep in a stand-up position because anytime you catch oh, a break, man, man. you're leaning up against the file cabinet. It's like, okay, I got to be here about another two hours. <laughs> oh and you start the day all over again. But if yeah, only we could do that in our job. I know. Right? Okay. Be a little dead air is usually not the See, thing you're going for. But the best thing about Angels, like through, through all that, he still makes time to come up here and hang out. Yes. He makes sure he tweets out the radio show all the time. He's he's uh, uh, a marketing maniac, and that's why we love him about it. So, so, like, how do you find the time just to chill out and watch the birds on Sunday? Is that like... You and he does it up it too. He, you know, yeah. grill. I've seen, you, I've seen, I've yeah, seen the pictures. He, he grill he and beans, it. all that stuff too. He brings man. it. Yeah, it's it, it's tough because you have to. If I'm not in the office, I'm at home. You have also an eight-year-old and three-year-old that you have to well, make time oh, for man. as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're looking at the TV. It's like anytime anyone complains about you know being too busy and stuff, <laughs> yeah, think yeah. of Angel. Yes. And exactly. be like, okay, well that guy's a badass. I can tough it out. No, it's it's when you're watching TV, you're trying to watch a game. Also, you also have the kids as well. So you have to do almost the the daddy daycare part of it. And at the same time, you're, you're viewing the game. And as soon as one child starts with, you know, daddy needs something else. Hold on for a second. I'm watching the game just for one minute. <laughs> so you try Seriously, to do, just give me a second, please. You try to do the quick revolution just to say, hey, but I'll give you a minute. Give daddy five, and then I'll give you the rest of the afternoon. Nice. So as soon as the game is over, it's basically, okay, let me just knock it off for a minute. Do the time with the kids. And then after about 8 o'clock, that's when, if I can start sending messages, I'll do so. But by that time, you got to go to bed soon because yeah, well, then you got to wake up super early and go to work, right? Because the phone calls start all over again. <laughs> oh, and Angel, here's what you're going to do for tomorrow. So, uh, so what time is tomorrow starting? About three hours. So uh, I'm hey. up at about two in the morning. I hit the road about three. And then my day doesn't start to about yeah. roughly about four or so. I'm done about nine, ten o'clock at night. Go home for about an hour commute. And then uh, kiss the kids, put them down. Off I go over again. Oh, so my it, God, it, It's tough to squeeze in the game. And I miss some of it and, and last week I was so disappointed that I actually got so frustrated I went outside and started raking the leaves you get mad to relief stress I'd be like grabbing a bottle of bourbon or throwing something like oh I'm so mad I'm gonna go rake leaves that's amazing I couldn't do the, that cup of coffee like I did the one time when yeah, I yeah. Guys up, but because well my neighbor unfortunately he passed away since that time but uh, it, the, the funny part is it I it's exactly what happened I, I just got so frustrated I went outside because it was just the stupid penalties and mistakes that have been going on. Yeah, yeah. it's frustrating would, to watch that. Yeah, you would think they would learn from the Lions. And, it, and apparently, I don't know what Jim Schwartz was thinking, but it's just it happened again. And we hope that it wouldn't be two weeks in a row that we make a nice comeback, especially against the Redskins. But you start thinking about Chimp Kelly, and you look at Doug Peterson, and you wonder, was this actually broken? And we understand that no one liked Chip Kelly. I, I personally don't like him either. But you start to really think in depth. What happened between Chip and the Redskins last year and Doug Peterson and us this year yeah. as far as with the Eagles? Then it just seemed like a mirror copy of what went on last year. Mm-hmm. It, there was barely no difference at all. Yeah, and, I, and I think and I think James and I have had this conversation too where you look at that and, and at what point do you just say, it's the players? I, you know, because we've blamed Chip Kelly for a lot of things and rightfully so for a lot of things. Right. And you hear Jason Peters coming in at the beginning of the season saying like, yeah, we're starting fresh. It's a different locker room. We've heard about the emotional intelligence stuff, but at the same time, like <laughs> players got to play. Players have to make plays. Players have to tackle. Billy Davis isn't in the, uh, there anymore. There's no excuse for why they shouldn't be tackling guys. There's no excuse for honestly why Jim Short should be having Connor Barwin play defensive end over Finney Curry over the amount of staff that they have here. Just like, you look at it and you're just like, what is going on here? So, yeah, I don't know. Do you, it, do you think that eventually we're going to get to the point where we're just like. Hey, maybe these guys just aren't cut out to be playing the spots that they're in. And it, it probably so. You have to look at obviously it's still early in the season, and you have to look later on right. in the season as it progresses. Obviously, we have Minnesota coming up, 
And you have to be fundamentally focused, I think, just yourself as a mm-hmm. player and wonder what can you do better as your player in your position and what can you do to help out the team. I think at this point, if you're not having even a locker room meeting with your own guys and wondering, okay, if, if special teams is a problem, what can we do to make it better? The same way with the defense and the offense. But a lot of these guys, I think, too, when you get to the NFL, there's a certain point where you get to a certain level where you just don't care. It's either I'm going to put out the product and the other guys aren't, or we need to figure out what's wrong with this product and, and fix it. And a lot of these players don't want to take for accountability. They yeah. just don't. And they point the finger is easy, right? I can point the finger at anybody and say, well, this person slacked off and they didn't do their job, so now I have to pick up what they do. But it's better to encourage someone else and it even encourage the entire team. I mean, you have Carson Wentz who's in there, what, at 5 in the morning? Yeah. doesn't leave till 9 o'clock at night. Mm. So how many Carson He's Wentz the angel of the Eagles, right? right? Hey, look at that. <laughs> <So> how many? <laughs> Literally and figuratively. How about that? How many yeah. Carson Wentz is going to take for no. you to actually get the job done and get it done right? Yeah, I think the other issue, too, is that Jim Schwartz had so many head coaching interviews over the bye week that it really threw off his... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so, it's such demand for, uh, you know, yeah, all the other... So many people just knocking the, the door down the, to hire the Todd the Bowles position, which would just be... I, I, uh, I want to try to get everybody in here. Brian, I just wanted your NPR tones yeah, on there real, real quick, quick, buddy. What's going on, man? Hey now, <laughs> uh, hey now. But yeah, I mean, like, just just for your own right, should we be uh, yelling at the players a little more uh, than the coaches? Uh, players more than the coaches? Well, I mean, Doug Peterson finally called his first bad game. Yeah, I think, I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. I also think that the defense has uh, really regressed as far as their discipline the last few days or a few games, uh, which also turned out to be a Jim Schwartz staple. Back when he was mm-hmm. interesting, yeah. Back when he was in Detroit, yeah. That's something that needs to be corrected. Fletcher Cox has made two critical mistakes in the last two games. Uh, defense really hasn't been stepping up in the secondary. I mean, yeah, they're young, but you, we had this expectation as fans after the first three games that this was a team that was going to be going places because we're fans. And now after these yes. two losses, we've regressed back yes. into our Philly stance and. Because we're fans. No, that's <laughs> so, a great. I mean, like, that's a great point. I think, and, and John, like you said before, in the terms of like, uh, in the terms of, of lowering expectations, all that. You know what? You're right. Like in the sense that we are fans, and we yeah. have the right to get excited about things exactly. when it's really good, and, and get really upset there, when it's there, bad. There's nothing wrong with being a fan. Yes. There's nothing wrong with being positive or, or over excited when they're doing well. There's nothing wrong with being super critical when they're doing bad. We just got to take things in perspective. This is still a very young team with a very good rookie quarterback who's still a rookie. So there's going to be the growing pains. You hope that there's management both with Howie and with Doug that they can get either A, get the right guys that they need, and B, coach them up to the point where uh, this isn't a a rookie, this isn't a, a young team anymore that's not really going places. You want them to be the team in two to three years as competing for a Super Bowl on a regular basis. And they did that with the first big piece in Wentz. And you hope they continue that down the road. He's not the star of NPR for nothing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Mr. Uh, Brian Coulter, thank you so much for hanging out. Get Angel, the hell out of here. You're, the, you're, uh, John could not be more late for what he has to do. Nah, right? it's all right. We're, we're all good here. Angel, thanks for hanging out tonight, man. It was a pleasure for it you was. coming up here. And thanks, Steph man. Steph and Matt and Brian and... 
even Matt and Sean, you guys. <laughs> hey, did. you made the tape. So dragging everyone here at the Grog. It's been uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, we got to run because uh, I gotta be. Uh, gotta yeah, be you're, you're like, like really soon. Yeah, we're cut. We cut it. Half, we so. cut it tighter. That <laughs> we were like, oh, we're just gonna go this amount of time, and then went longer than that. Yeah, so of course, it as usual. But uh, this has been BGN uh, Radio live from the Grog. We've been uh, uh, having a great time here, and you guys should come check it out too here in uh, Bryn Mart. It's been BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and also BGN. Radio.com. <laughs>